friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Chings. My name is Lauren, and today on this episode, I have one of my students from my Scale Your Sales course. Therese is with us, and she is a jewelry maker. Her shop is Maju Art. So welcome, Therese. Hey, Lauren. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, I'm so glad to have this conversation. Yes, me too. So can you kind of introduce yourself, tell us a little bit of your backstory and how you got started doing what you do and also what you do? (laughs) Okay. So my name is Denise. My store, my Etsy shop, my business is called Maju Art. I started back in November of 2020, like everybody else did. (laughs) (laughs) Because of, what do you know, COVID. My job was eliminated. And for months and months and months, I was wrestling with how do I make money but not go back to a job? So for fun, while I'm thinking about how to make some income, I started just creating, which I hadn't done in years. And I started creating Christmas ornaments because it's November. And I made these decoupage Christmas ornaments and said, well, how do I get people to pay me? So I looked into Etsy because they process your credit cards. And then I had a store. Like I I just jumped in one day. I jumped in one day and then sold a whole bunch of ornaments and did not know what to do after that once Christmas (laughs) was over. So I was like, well, apparently I like decoupage. I love paper. I've always loved doing artwork with paper. So how can I make things that are kind of like ornaments that can be worn maybe? And then it came, you know, Maju Art, the jewelry line was born. And it's been nothing but fun. I've had so much fun with it, creating designs. And it's evolved over time, but that's what I do. I make paper, jewelry, art. All right. My thanks. That's neat. And I actually love what you said about just jumping in because oh, yeah. <laughs> there are so many people that get hung up in that planning stage and <laughs> I am a jumper in her. So yeah, I, can, yeah. I can never understand that when people are like, right. oh, I'm you know, spending the next six months researching. And oh, I'm like, no. Literally, you can set up a shop in an afternoon. <laughs> I wake up like on a Wednesday and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? And then I'm doing it forever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's me too. So yes. that's funny. And and it also, I think it takes away so much of that, like over analyzing yeah. things and trying yeah. to make everything perfect right from the get go. Right, right. I hear some folks and all the things that they have to know first. And I'm like, should I have thought that through? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, and I think that you like alluded to this already is you know, this shop is very new for you and yet it's already evolving and changing. And so I don't really think that that would be different, even if you had spent six months or a year what you're doing. Like no matter how much planning you put into it, it seems like you have to have that evolution, like the natural evolution. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know what I didn't know. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was not even someone that shopped on Etsy. 
So I had no idea. I just knew that's what people used. And then I saw that their fees were so low and I was like, what have I got to lose? Right. So I jumped in. Yeah. So before we hit record, we had a little conversation where Tanise said that, you know, I could have picked somebody to interview that had thousands of sales or whatever. And right. I didn't want to bring her on. And one thing that the most of the people listening aren't going to know because, you know, there's like a huge number of people that listen that have not joined my program yet. But Denise is the most positive and encouraging cheerleader in my Scale Your Sales group, student group. And the thing that made her stand out to me or like kind of get to know her online presence was this mentality of like really having a long range view of what building this business is going to look like and not to be expecting to put something up, you know, in November and be making six figures by December, Right. (laughs) which, uh, you know, after working with hundreds and hundreds of students, I would say that that grit and that long-term mindset is something that is not necessarily as common as you might think in business or in entrepreneurship. You know, I really appreciate your kind words, Lauren. You know, I, I don't know that that's how I come off, but when I was thinking long and hard about what I wanted to do versus go back to my job, I just kept picturing myself much older, still being able to do whatever it is I decide. And I said, well, you know, I'm an artist, always have been. I just have to face that fact. And that's what I want to do because it's not for me, it's not for the money. It's for the expression of myself. So I really, really, really am just like so happy that I got this opportunity and that technology affords me a platform. And, you know, I like there was a time when that wasn't available and I know that. So I'm just like happy and privileged to be a part of it. Absolutely. I, th- I agree with you. And I mean, the time where that was not available was not that long ago. Exactly. <laughs> Which is exactly. kind of crazy to think about, you know, and I, I think about that at times, like when, you know, I'll have people that come to me and say like, you know, I opened my shop a month ago and I've only had five sales and I think I'm going to oh. shut it down. And I'm like, <laughs> think about what it used to be like. And we're not talking about like 50 years ago. We're talking about like 15 years ago. <laughs> we're talking about like my mom does not understand that I yeah. can have a business because she had a business and it was a hustle for the entire family. So she doesn't understand that I can be very happy, satisfied and have a platform that's available and not have to have a store, you know, like a brick and mortar. Yeah. And I get that question a lot from people who, you know, people I know in town or whatever will say, like, are you going to open a storefront? And I got it a ton because I just recently yes. moved my machines and stuff out of my basement. And they're like, oh, are you going to open a storefront now? As if that's like the next natural step. Like That's your goal. You know, once you get successful enough online, then you can open a store. And I'm like, right. no, my answer is always, I don't want to work retail hours. Like it's totally up to me right now when I work and I don't want to work retail hours. So why would I want to do that? <laughs> It's such a different mindset, you know, like people are always asking me and they're always telling me what storefronts are available. And I'm like, 
I am virtual and I'm going to remain that way. I'm going to ride this virtual wave (laughs) until it's over. (laughs) Which I don't think it ever will be. Exactly. They're just like not caught up yet. They don't understand that that's not the ultimate goal for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said for in-person shopping. Like I like to in-person shop and shop too, but in terms of like your work-life balance and your flexibility, the online market is just, I mean, you can't beat it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you decided to open up this Etsy shop and kind of go from the ornaments to jewelry, like where did that, how did that evolution happen? And what did you... I guess, kind of where did you see it going or what made you change kind of your product and your collection? Well, it was just season. The seasons changed. And I noticed that my traffic was plummeting, of course, because now we were like in January (laughs) and just the season shifted. And I kind of knew that ornaments were going to be just that little block of time And I was okay with that to begin with because I had no vision whatsoever to be an actual business, but I enjoyed it so much, you know, and I didn't want it to end. So then I'm always cart before the horse person, you know, my horse and cart are very backwards. So I was like, well, how can I just continue this year round and then maybe have a special, a special seasonal item like my ornaments? Because I do enjoy those too. And the earrings, the jewelry, that just took off. I tested them. I showed them to my social media circle. People loved them and thought that they were very unusual, very unique, and they started selling. But I will say this. I joined your course in February because, of course, um, all this marketing started hitting me through my social media um, <laughs> about Etsy and the possibilities. And I was like, I had no clue. And then your face popped up. And the way that you spoke was very realistic and very different. Um, I started listening to your podcast. I did all the free stuff just to sort of get a feel for where you would go with your course. and. You had such practical advice. None of it was like, I had to be amazing. (laughs) You know, like none of it was like, I needed to be able to write coding and I needed to be able to, it was all just practical. You know what you taught me that I'm forever grateful. And anytime I can use the word, I use it batching. Oh, that's a great thing to absorb. (laughs) Oh my God. It never even occurred to me. I was doing one piece at a time. Yeah. You know, honestly, that's one of my longest lessons that it took me to learn as well. I also was doing one piece at a time for for forever. (laughs) It like never occurred to me to do it any differently. You know, it's just like I do one from start to finish and then I'm done with that one. It's really revolutionary when you get out of that mindset, though. (laughs) It is. Now, I mean, like that information was on your free podcast. I'm like, she's giving away gems on her free (laughs) podcast. (laughs) So then I was so, I just had to join the course because I'm like, you know, there's just such mind-blowing ideas. And once I joined your course in February, 
I do have to say it took me a very long time and a few go-throughs for me to understand fully what you were talking about because I didn't know online selling at all. I did not know. The first time I heard the term SEO, I had to Google it. (laughs) So like I was never even an online shopper. So it took me a long time, but you say it so clearly that I was able to go back over it again and again and again and really grasp the concept. I need to understand the concept of how to sell on Etsy, what they're looking for, what is not necessary, because I was doing a lot of stuff that wasn't even necessary yeah. and wasting a lot of energy. And, yeah. you know, then I was able to focus and hone in on the things that matter and only do those. Well, I love that you say that because that's kind of my whole goal <laughs> of the program. You got it. You did it. You did it. <laughs> is that I, because I mean, and it's not just, you know, like sometimes I feel like people think that I'm just saying that, you know, to sell a program or whatever, no, but it's because no. like I've, I've lived this, I've lived yeah. this already, you know, like I, I did that. I worked like, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week, like hustling and burning myself out and right. kind of like hating it. And so, you know, to come, to come back around or come through it, I guess, to the other side, it's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> and, you know, you do it with four children, is it? And I just have to look at my life and my children are adult. I have grandchildren. Everybody is self-sufficient. And I'm like, if Lauren can do it (laughs) (laughs) and not neglect her family. (laughs) Well, there may have been times that perhaps there was a little neglect going on. but (laughs) (laughs) But for kids, that's just a lot of, a lot of stuff to do. And I'm like, if she finds a way, you know, if I'm exhausted and burnt out, I'm doing too much. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing the right moves. I have to be very, very specific about the moves that I do. Yeah. And I also do think that part of that goes along with what we said earlier about having like this long-term mentality versus like, I have to get everything done. And somebody said this to me recently, like, I just feel like there's always things that I have to be doing and I want to get to the point where I'm done. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of like, wow, I totally understand that feeling. Like I, I 100% understand the feeling. It is like a mindset that you kind of have to, to conquer right. in order to continue to move forward because you're never going to hit the point you're, that everything's no, done. <laughs> this is, this is a living, breathing thing. I think anytime I embark on something, I relate it to having a child where it's like, okay, <laughs> you incubate for nine months and then baby's born, but the baby's not self-sufficient. Right. You know? <laughs> it takes a long time and your role and your responsibilities just change over time. Right. That's a really good analogy because I feel like much like being pregnant, you build it up in your head to being like the end date is your due date. Like (laughs) it's over. Yes. And really what, really that's just the start and, and you just don't even know what, what you're in for. And I feel that way with people like opening a shop too. They're like, okay, I built all this up in my head. I did all this planning. I did all this work and now I've opened my shop and and I've done the thing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, (laughs) no. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. 
right now, my biggest mental hurdle is remembering that this is my business and I can take a break. Like that's really, that's an old mentality that I'm working on right now. You know, I'm taking a break right now during this month. Just, I've had a few orders, but I'm just not hyper-focused and I'm, I've got to be okay with that. (laughs) You know? Totally. It'll be there when you're ready to be hyper-focused again. Yes. Yeah. I think that that that's a hard one because so many of us go into creating kind of just creating art in general and get like super sort of obsessed with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired of doing this. Right. <laughs> and you like, you know, the pendulum kind of swings in the opposite direction. Yeah, I, I do that a lot. Yeah. So just sort of like allow yourself to step back and be recharged and then come back to it knowing that it's still going to be there. Guilt-free. Yeah, absolutely. There's no sense in taking a break and you're feeling guilty the whole time. You really got to let go, release. It'll be there. Have some faith in that. Yeah. So um, that's an internal conversation I'm sharing with you. (laughs) No, I I also have that exact same internal conversation frequently. So I'm like the master of trying to unplug while also feeling guilty the whole time. So that is not... It doesn't rejuvenate you. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So getting into the jewelry market is not like an easy market on Etsy. So can you kind of tell me like what that feels like for you to step into a market that everybody talks about, you know, like yes. oh, jewelry so oversaturated, but also knowing that you do have a product that is unique and, you know, that's different and you have something to offer. So... That word saturated, that's a word that can be very intimidating, you know, and it can sort of extinguish your fire before you even begin. But I think to myself, every market is saturated. When you really think about it, we only need one of everything. So every market, that's what capitalism is. It's, It's just an open market. So what I've had to do to stand out is... Through my photography, through my wording in my titles and my tags, be extremely niche. So I'm attracting only the dream customer that is going to more than likely fall in love with my product, favorite my product, obsess with my product, and buy my product. So, you know, that's another thing that you taught me, niche down. And I thought I had by only specializing in jewelry, but I niched down to specializing in one particular dream customer. And I only communicate with that person or the people that buy for that person. Right. My photography was very difficult because everybody wanted me to look like everybody else. And it got to the point where I stopped showing people my photography. You can find it if you'd like, but I'm not going to show it because the opinions were confusing me and my photography was looking confused. Like everybody wanted you to have a white background and washed out pictures. I am not a white background person. You and I have been talking here for how long? You know I'm not a white background. Yeah. The white background ended up looking so dull. It looks fake. 
I don't even know when it looks good. Like I don't, I can't even recognize when I'm happy with it. So (laughs) I was like, you know what I am though? I'm a collector of vintage books and I love paper. Like that's part of my paper obsession. So I have books that say every word that I need to say. I have books that say style. I have books that the pages say bohemian chic. I have books that have horseback ride. I have books that say everything that I need to say and communicate. So I use my books. I use my books to do my talking because my item is paper. And if I do not present it the way that I intend for it to look, it looks very flat, very dull, very boring. It does not look like something you would want to buy. But if I elevate the image and put it on linen book, you know, where the pages are linen and the pages are, or the pages are glossy or the photography is avant-garde, that elevates my item. And that's why I'm able to attract people. Yeah. I think that that is a really profound idea that changed my entire show. (laughs) I just think that there are so many people who look to what other people are doing and then just want to do the same thing. You know, like, well, if they're doing it and they're making money and they're doing it well, then if I can just get, you know, a fraction of their market doing the exact same thing, then I'll be successful too. And I mean, maybe, maybe you will, but if you are actually, someone who enjoys the the creation and the artistry of what you're doing, which most of us do, yeah. to be able to have the confidence to say, this is not me. And I don't care yeah. if somebody tells me I need, you know, studio lighting and a white background. Right. <laughs> That's just not reflective. It's not reflective of me and it's not reflective of my product. And I know this customer well enough to know that that I can do this better. That customer, that dream customer of mine is waiting for me to do that, is waiting for me to push the envelope, is waiting for me to show them how beautiful paper can be. I had to remember that. I got into paper arts because I love the illusion I can make anything out of paper. And I was selling it as paper products. Like mm-hmm. I have to sell it as art. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that's a whole different vocabulary. That's a whole different imagery. That's a whole different expectation also. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's really, I just love the way that you've worded that. I think that, that you did a really good job of describing how that works. I have to thank you because (laughs) a lot of times, and I know that you can't say all the things, but I also can read between the lines, you know, In fact, I do better at reading between the lines. And your information was so good at giving me the courage to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad because you have, you've done exactly what I want for people in the program, which is to take what I'm giving you, take this, this, you know, black and white strategy that I am so good at the analytical part of it and not so good at the crazy creativity part of it 
you've taken that and you've made it your own and you've gone with it in the direction that, that you want to go with your shop and you've done what works for your products and your dream customer and not, you know, not been stuck on like, but I don't know if I'm doing this the way I'm supposed to. (laughs) Yeah. I really, it just hit me like June was my come to Jesus month. And it hit me like I've got to redo and rethink the image that I'm putting out there and use the knowledge that I have. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see how, you know, the fall and the holidays unfold for you because I know, yeah, I know that's always a big selling season. Are you planning on doing the ornaments again? I am. I am going to do the ornaments. It's just such a big hit. You know, you would be, people are just so in love with ornaments. They love (laughs) Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. So I have to do it just to feed my soul. And I've got a few ideas for like different designs that I want to start incorporating. Now I spend my time thinking of how I can batch and how I can have (laughs) large quantity. I don't do anything unless I can have large quantity. Because that's another thing I like for each listing to have several sales, you know, right. I want for each spot, each listing spot to be able to give me enough sales to make the whole thing worth it. So I think really long and hard now before I, I design something, but I'm going to do the ornaments again. Definitely. That's a, like, I, I might find a way that I can get like on social media, a waiting list, just get a little bit of hype, you know? Yeah. 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 Take advantage of that. That would be fun. So where are you hoping now that you're, I guess, coming up in a a few months on your one year anniversary, where do you see this going? What kind of uh, daydreams do you have? I have the dream that this is going to, this is going to pay me, you know, pay me income. Right now I'm reinvesting all of the monies just because that's what I plan to do for the first year, but I want for it to really start to pay me as its employee. So anything that I'm doing with it, I'm getting paid for. It's not just a dream anymore, you know, not just a, an unpaid hobby (laughs) or it's not, it's paying for itself and then some. So that's what I'm trying to do. That's my focus from um, November. I guess I would say 2022. Yeah. You know, really grow, exponential growth, exponential growth. That's what I'm trying to do. Well, I can't wait to watch you do that. And I think that your shop is off to such a strong start. And I, I can't Thank wait to you. see where you take it. That means so much coming from you. I really <laughs> it does. I honestly am like flabbergasted and just so, so happy. Oh, well, I'm glad that I've gotten to know you through the student group and everything. It's been a gift to me yeah, to have Thank you. I feel the same. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. Well, Denise, if people are looking for you online, where can they find you and check out your art and maybe get on that waiting list for ornaments? They can find me at Maju, M-A-H-J-U, art, all one word, dot com. That'll bring you, redirect you right to my Etsy shop. All right. That sounds great. Thank you so much for doing this with me tonight. Thank you. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Bye.